This is Cruise Radio. This podcast is brought to you by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get your next quote at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Happy to have you here. On the show, we'll get a review of Carnival Vista. Tommy Casabona from the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast stops by to give his two cents on cruisers that are complaining about hurricane changes and itinerary changes because of devastation to the islands. And let's see, Sherry Kennedy in the wings with Cruise News. Don't forget about our Cruise Radio Facebook group. Come in there and kick around the cruise conversation. Just search Cruise Radio News on Facebook. All right. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Doug. Happy to see these cruise ports opening back up for business, and it looks like Key West has been the latest one to reopen. Key West is the next one. In fact, it's already open because on Sunday, Royal Caribbean's 800-passenger Empress of the Seas docked in Key West. And then uh, actually another ship, the Enchantment of the Seas, was supposed to visit Key West on Sunday also, but instead wound up visiting Freeport in the Bahamas. So You know, it didn't go perfectly, but in the good news department, Carnival Cruise Line is also heading back to Key West. And uh, according to John Held, the illustrious cruise director, uh, yesterday the Carnival Victory docked in Key West, and today the Carnival Paradise is supposed to dock there. So that's pretty good. Um, Key West did manage to avoid the worst of the storm. You know, they've had some businesses and and homes and things don't have power or water, but uh, they're slowly but surely getting back together. And the local bus system is set to resume their regular service also this week, and they're waiving the fees. I'm going to be real here for a minute. When you were just reading that story and um, talking about it, I had goosebumps because Key West, it holds such a special place in my heart. And just to see them back open and going again, it's showing you that these ports are going to reopen and that people do want to go to these places still. Oh, they do. And, and yes, Key West is a special place, and you don't have to drive there from Miami to get yep. there. So it's awesome. Moving on, Carnival Cruise Line temporarily putting another cruise ship in Florida thanks to Hurricane Maria closing down San Juan. Yeah, this is one of those cruise ship shuffles that you have to pay attention or you won't get it. But yeah, the Carnival Elation, which normally sails out of Jacksonville, uh, last month was sent to Grand Bahama to the shipyard for a major refurbishment and renovation. But, you know, here comes Hurricane Irma, and Carnival Elation had to leave the dry dock, head out to see where it would be safe. And then simultaneously, in the meantime, um, the port of San Juan gets clobbered, as we all know, and the Carnival Fascination, which is usually based there year-round, had to leave. And that's why she's going to be up and repositioning to Jacksonville. So it's been one of those weird, shuffly things. And uh, Carnival has canceled at least three voyages from San Juan. Um, I don't know how many it's actually going to be. I was watching the news today, and it looks pretty rough there right now. Um, So, you know, we can only hope again this will be the next port that reopens. But uh, not looking too good. But on the positive side, for those that were supposed to have been on the elation but will now be on the fascination they're going to be treated to a guy's burger joint a red frog pub the blue uh, blue iguana tequila bar and the waterworks play area which i think most of those were being planned for the elation right 
You are correct. Cunard Line just ordered another cruise ship. And now this ship actually looks like uh, Holland America's Koningsdam or a couple of other ones out there. And not necessarily a cruise liner. Am I saying that correct? For sure. Yeah. Moving on, Cunard Line has ordered another cruise ship, and uh, this cruise ship kind of looks like ships we've seen in the past from, like, Holland America or even some Carnival Cruise Line ships. It does. The silhouette looks just like we've seen it somewhere. It's a bit of a deja vu when you see it. It's going to have a little bit less than uh, about 3,000 passengers, and it'll be the first time in, since uh, 12 years when the Queen Mary 2 was launched wow. that they're going to build a new ship. So that's pretty exciting. Um, it's not going to be ready, however, until 2022, so we can all add about five more years <laughs> to our age until we can sail on the new ship, which also hasn't been named yet. So there's a lot to look forward to. New itineraries, new destinations coming up, too, with the regular three ships, the Queen Mary II, Queen Victoria, and Queen Elizabeth. So there's lots happening at uh, Cunard on the horizon that's fun to look forward to. We've been seeing these cruise lines donating lots of money to the islands uh, impacted by the hurricane. It looks like uh, Norwegian Cruise Line is up to bat next for this. NCL is up to bat next, and it's actually Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings, which is the parent company, as we know, but not everybody does, to Norwegian Cruise Line, and then middle of the road, Oceana, and then, of course, Uber Luxury Region Cruise Lines. They have announced a partnership with an organization called All Hands Volunteers, and they've pledged to raise $2.5 million for what they call the Hope Starts Here Hurricane Relief Program. And it's a little bit complicated, but Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings has said they will match up to $125 million of donations that come from its guests, wow. their team members, some suppliers, and other partners to help the All Hands Volunteers nonprofit organization, plus another one called Happy Hearts Fund. And they're all going to pitch in for relief for the Florida Keys and help rebuild schools in the Caribbean that were destroyed from this onslaught of hurricanes this year. Well, let's close with a listener question, Sherry. Are you up for answering one? Go right ahead. All right, today's listener question, which, by the way, if you have a listener question, you can shoot me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net, D-O-U-G, at cruiseradio.net. This comes from Charlie and Dawn in Oklahoma City. It says, I am noticing some really awesome deals out there right now. Is this only because of the current hurricane situation and the cruise lines losing a boatload of money, or is this the norm for hurricane season? We are fairly new cruisers here and very addicted. Well, hi, Charlie. Hi, Dawn. And those are, that's a really good question, and you're partly correct. Uh, you will find some of the lowest rates of the year offered in September, and again, you're partly correct. That is because of, you know, it's the hurricane season, but also because schools are starting and people are preoccupied with other family things, and not so many families are cruising. So, yeah, they do offer lower rates in September, but here's the even better news. By next month, in October, you should start to see all sorts of promotions and savings going on because October is now officially, is now officially being called Plan a Cruise Month. So this is a worldwide promotional effort for people to learn more about and plan and take their cruise vacation. Uh, you'll find, um, you know, there's going to be more advice given out by the cruise lines. And if you go to their websites, you might find little bits and pieces of, you know, how to plan your cruise, what to expect, and all that. But 
um, look forward to October to being a really good promotional month, too. Start watching and start booking because my Carnival stock is down $5 a share right now. Uh, my Norwegian <laughs> went up. <laughs> nice. All right. We're talking with Sherry Kennedy from CruiseMaven.com. You can find her over there. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks, Doug. More controversial than NFL players taking a knee this week has been cruisers complaining about itinerary changes due to the hurricanes. Here to weigh in on the subject is Tommy Casabona from the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. I'm going to be honest with you. As I get older, really, I try not to hate anyone. But in this case, I seem to be able to find this place of hate inside me that I don't even really even go to. It's kind of reserved for things like Justin Bieber or Tofu. <laughs> How can you possibly look at what's going on and see all this destruction and feel like, OK, I'm going to be a little – uh, well, you know, I don't get it. Why can't they just fix it? Why can't they just clean it up for me? I mean, does it bother you as much as it bothers me? Yeah, you look at the people who have built houses out of toothpicks pretty much in these islands and they're leveled now, just plots of land where houses once stood. And you, you got to think, like, are you really this selfish? Exactly. I kind of have like this idea for them. Since actually they're probably dumb enough to fall for this, I say let's give them a free cruise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Seriously, let's put them on the Bahama Paradise. And uh, let's tell them that North Korea is absolutely gorgeous this time of year and see if they might enjoy it. Maybe we'll give them a sea day off the coast of Japan, too. You you know what's also a good idea is put them – you want to go to St. Martin? Get on the ship. We'll go to St. Martin and put their butts to work when they get there. Exactly. Then put put them to use. You can still go there. Or you know what? Oh, poor you. You got to go to the Western Caribbean or you have to go to Florida, Bahamas. I mean I don't know. I look at this footage and it it automatically goes back – like in my mind, there's some of the incredible memories I've had there. I don't know. You think of that cab driver that you rode with that talked mm-hmm. about the island or you think of that senior frogs bartender that, you know, you saw every single year and you wonder what the hell are they possibly up against right now? You know what I mean? This conversation hits a little close to home for you because you were on a sailing schedule to go to Key West. Then it was pulled, but now they reinstated it. But like when they canceled the Key West, what was the first thing going through your mind? I'm sure it wasn't, oh my gosh, my vacation is going to be ruined. If, if we can go to Key West, I would have been like, that would have been great. You know what I mean? That would have been cool. I would love to even see who knows if there was anything where you could help out. I thought I thought that I think that's always a great idea for cruise lines and opportunities to kind of do some relief stuff. And while you're away, I, th- I always was a proponent of that. And especially in times like this, I don't know. It's just it's just I, I just remember. You know, I talk a lot about on my show about the uh, the, uh, the safari booze cruises that we do through the mountains of St. Thomas. And, you know, you see it all. You see you go from seeing abject poverty, you know, to a mile away. You can see an American who maybe just bought some property. You see him working on the home he just built. You can't help but wonder about all these people. And I flirted with the idea of moving to St. Thomas. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was very close three or four times, and people from the States do it all the time. They have TV shows about it. Can you imagine the person that just, you know, took their family or life savings, everything they owned, and it's like, you know what, I'm going to go to St. Thomas. When's the last time something like this has happened? And they, you know, they get there, whether it's a matter of weeks or months ago, and now they, they're just hitting the face with this as well, aside from all the natives as well. You know what I'm saying? There's a guy right down the street from me who opened up a chain of yogurt shops here in Jacksonville. He said, screw it, I'm done with owning businesses. I want to go chill. He went down to St. John. He bought a little teeny tiny bar uh, right there by the ferry terminal at St. John. And that's all he does. Him and his family are down there now, and he's just living the dream. He, he's a bartender. He owns his own place, has a couple of waitresses down there, and just slings drinks to uh, visitors. Something like that. Just, I mean, it just hits you in the face, and it's like, 
you can't help but have your thoughts and your prayers and just thinking about guys like that and people like that. I mean, I what it hit home with me, and I know the destruction was just everywhere, but what hit home with me when I saw that beach uh, photo of uh, Maho Beach and mm-hmm. showing what uh, Sunset's bar looked like, it was just basically a skeletal system of just like a structure that once was. And uh, man, and anybody who looks at this stuff and is worried about, oh, well, I wanted to have dinner here, or you know what, this is my, you know, anniversary, and I wanted to come back five years later to do it. You know what? I mean, you got to get over yourself for five minutes. You know what I mean? Final thoughts, Tommy. I encourage everybody. You know, not that I'm on some high horse or whatever, but I encourage everybody to do whatever they can, donate whatever they can, find the charity that you know you, you makes the most sense to you, and do whatever you can because they sure as heck need it right now. 100%. We've been talking with Tommy Casabona from the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. You can find him over there. And uh, you have a cruise coming up, don't you? I got a cruise coming up on the Escape, as you know. I just wanted to also use your show uh, to make the announcement that, you know, due to the recent nickel and diming with Norwegian and stuff like that and the gratuities and stuff like that, me and my cabin mates will be taking a knee during the mustard drill, just so you know. <laughs> have a good sailing. Thank you. Maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to find art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Want more Cruise Radio? Find a library of over 400 episodes on iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. Sarah just returned from a six-night Western Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Vista. She joins us on the line. Hey, Sarah. Hello. How are you? Good. Welcome home. Thanks. I guess I'm glad to be home and not yeah. on the ship anymore. Yeah, but you're really not at all. Not at all. I would give anything to be back on the ship. So this was a six-night Western Caribbean that did Cozumel, Jamaica, and Grand Cayman, correct? Yes, that's okay. correct. Cool. So I'm looking forward to talking about this uh, itinerary. Of course, I do love this ship as well. So uh, let's talk about the ship. What made you want to book it? Uh, we haven't sailed um, in like three years. So I was like, if we're going to sail, we're going to go on the newest ship, the biggest ship, but with all the bells and whistles. Um, so since the Vista is the newest and the biggest, uh, that's what we booked. 
for your planning for Carnival Vista, you're up there in Delaware. You had to get to Miami. Like, did you plan any pre-cruise nights or anything like that? We did stay in Miami the, the day before. So our ship left on Sunday. So we did come in on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, American Airlines almost gave me a heart attack by canceling my flight two days out um, because of all the, the hurricane stuff. Yeah. Um, so I got a little less time in Miami than I was hoping. Um, but at least I got to Miami. So that was what was important. So you get to Miami. Now, everyone uses something different. Some people use an Uber down there. Some use a yellow cab. Some use the cruise line transfer. Uh, how did you get from where the airport to your hotel? I actually used a uh, super shuttle. Okay. Um, that was what the hotel recommended. Um, and I booked online literally same day and found a promo coupon. And I think I paid 17 or $18 to get from the airport to the hotel. And uh, where, where in Miami did you stay? I was staying at the Hilton downtown on Biscayne Boulevard. Okay. Um, so not too far from the port. So you make your way to the ship on embarkation day down there at Port Miami. How was that embarkation process? Embarkation was super smooth. We have the priority, partly because we're platinum. So that was fantastic. Like we kind of just walked in. They had pretty long lines. We got there pretty early, but the lines are already long. So to kind of walk past all that was a little nice. But I loved the new key system. I didn't realize that the key is like waiting for you in your stateroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was fantastic. I think it really helped speed things up. From curb to ship, how long would you say that took? We were probably on the ship within 30 to 40 minutes. So it's been a little while since you've sailed on a carnival ship. What were your first impressions of Vista? So we walk in and I loved the like LED funnel. I don't know what they call it, <laughs> but the screen they have in the atrium. I think it's beautiful. Um, but I kind of missed the open atrium that goes all the way to the top. Like that just had like such a huge wow effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I missed that, but I really liked the coloring and like the decor of everything else that I saw on Vista. And I really did like that LED thing. Yeah. I liked that it changed every day too. So I, I think that's kind of I think it's fascinating that they can control that from an iPad and it can do like a hundred and something different images on that one like sphere thing. It's really cool. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know they could do that many. Now I want to go see them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it it's, like, cool. it's a good excuse to sit at that bar and just have a drink or two or five. Um, so you make your way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. You make your way to your stateroom. Uh, what kind of stateroom did you book on Vista and what did you think of it? So we booked an ocean view um, down on deck one. Um, and I liked the room. Um, we actually had two bathrooms, which it was interesting for two people, but it was kind of nice because we had two showers. So we had the regular bathroom that I think every cabin has. And then our second bathroom actually had a tub with a shower. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice because we could shower at the same time. Like you didn't have to wait. So that was nice. If it only had one toilet, two toilets would have been fantastic. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it felt a little narrow just because we had those two bathrooms. We had a really narrow hallway between like the door and the, and the bed. Um, but I like it. I like the, the ocean view because you get like a good amount of sunlight so it's not pitch black like the inside room but yeah i thought the cabin was nice how about the space inside the cabin for putting things away and such except for one thing they it seems like they took away some like drawers like the dresser drawers they used to have kind of out in the cabin Mm -hmm. uh they didn't have as many so i'm like "Eh, it was a little trickier with less drawers um but i like I like the setup. The closet, like hanging space, was great. Uh, the shelves outside were great, but maybe like a couple more drawers, and we'd have been good. <laughs> 
I want to talk about food because uh, you were posting a lot of food pictures from this cruise, especially from Bonsai Sushi and Gigi's Asian Kitchen, which I take you loved both places. Loved both of those venues. Um, I'd eaten at Gigi's on the Carnival Sunshine a few years ago, so I already knew that that was amazing, and we ate there twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that was kind of a surprise for me was, was Bonsai. Um, I'm not a adventurous eater by any means, but everything at Bonsai was delicious. Like, I ordered too much food every time and still didn't spend that, that much money. But we ended up eating at Bonsai like three times. And I even stopped by and picked up like Tempura at midnight to take back to the room. So uh, I was a big fan of, of uh, Bonsai. And it was funny. Every time we went by, there were um, members eating there. I'm like, well, you know, it's good if this is where... Yep. Uh, all the crew eat too. <laughs> uh, are, are you a sushi person? I'll do cooked sushi mm-hmm. and anything that's not super spicy, but yeah. um, I don't do like beyond that. No, <laughs> not yeah. at all. No, bonsai sushi is a la carte and Gigi's is what, $15 a person? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, did you do the steakhouse or cucina at all? We did not. did go to cucina during the lunch when it's like the pasta bar that's not extra. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that on uh, Grand Cayman Day. We went there for lunch, but we didn't. Um, we didn't ever go to the steakhouse or paid for Cucina del Capitano at night. It wouldn't be a Carnival Vista review without asking you about Guy's Burgers and uh, Blue Iguana Cantina. So, what'd you think? I love Guy's Burgers. They're still to me better than the Guy's Burgers in the Times Square restaurant. Like oh, the totally. ones on the ships are just so much better. Um, so I had Guy's Burgers twice, <laughs> uh, but I had the fries maybe more than twice maybe more times than we'll admit. But um, yeah, Guys is always one of my like first stops to go to. And my trip for Guys is I like to step back to the ship a little early when we're in port, and then there's no line. That's my Guys tip for you. But uh, And Blue Iguana, like my only complaint about Blue Iguana, still wish they had chips because I really just want chips and that like toppings bar, mm-hmm. and I would be perfectly happy. Main dining room, what time dining did you have? Uh, we do your time dining, okay. um, just because we like to go with the flow and see what's going on. Um, so we had your time dining, which it was a little different this time. You went to the Java Blue Cafe to check in instead of the actual dining room. So I thought that was nice. It kind of kept the traffic away from the dining rooms a little bit. Um, so we had no problems. Every time we went, we got a table right away. Awesome. Now, what was your favorite meal in there? Probably the flat iron steak. Oh, and the crab cake. I love the crab cake. With awesome. the, like, apple slaw. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. Um, Lido Deck Marketplace, I'm uh, going to be honest, not a big fan on Carnival Vista. It's always so freaking packed. Uh, what did you think of it? The lines were ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, they were really bad. Like, I figured out early on that the taste bar down on Deck 5 by Ocean Plaza had pretty much the same thing for breakfast, mm-hmm. but none of the lines. Yeah, totally. So, went there a couple mornings for breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the only really secret for getting a um, breakfast in the Lido area on Carnival Vista is uh, I'm an early riser anyway, so I'm like up every morning by 5.30 or 6. It's like waking up that early and being one of the first people down there. Otherwise, like if you're waking up with this ship around 7.30, 8, 8.30, forget about it. You're like lying out the door. And I noticed that people tend to go to kind of the first lines they see. Mm-hmm. So if you were willing to walk to the back of the ship, the lines were a little bit shorter. Um, but still, I thought the lines were pretty long every single time on Lido. I was kind of like, okay, well, we won't be getting breakfast here. (laughs) Uh, um, Let's talk about entertainment. What'd you think of the entertainment on this six night sailing? I thought it was good. Um, this was the first 
first time I've sailed since Carnival went to kind of the entertainment director, cruise director model. And I thought things ran smoothly. Like I thought things were planned out well. Everything was on time, which is a trivia player I appreciate. So I could go from trivia to trivia and not miss anything. But we had a couple playlist production shows. We had uh, the studio VIP one, Flick, like the movie one, mm-hmm. and um, America Rocks. And I thought America Rocks was one of the best ones I've seen in like the 13, 14 sailings I've done on Carnival. Leaving the theater and checking out other areas of the ship, like um, the acoustic guitar player and the pub and all that, what do you think of the music around the ship? So I love that they're bringing back like bands and musicians. The uh, We had Tom at the Red Frog, and he was great. He was from uh, Massachusetts, so we had our Patriots fandom in common. He did a great job. Uh, the 80s band, I don't know if it's officially the 80s band, but that's what they were always playing, so that's what I'm calling them. On Ocean Plaza was great. And I like that they were in the America Rock show. So I enjoyed kind of the band being back into things. And we had the violinist trio. They did a great job too. So I really enjoyed like going from space to space with the different kinds of music and seeing bands back into the mix. How were the sea days for you? Uh, Sea days are good. I like sea days because it gives you a chance to kind of relax and not rush off the ship or worry about running back to the ship. So we kind of took them to, the first one we really just kind of, relaxed. We went to the spa, played some trivia, ate food, lots of food. And then the second one, our last one, we were like, okay, let's do everything we wanted to do, but haven't. Like we did Skyride, which is so cool, by the way. Like Mm -hmm. just not long enough. Like I wish we went around the whole ship. We did the Thrill Theater, did more trivia, but it was was cool because Vista has so many things that you've never seen on the carnival ships before. So it was nice to check some of that stuff out. As far as the destinations, you did Jamaica, Cozumel, and Grand Cayman. Let's start uh, with Jamaica. What'd you do there? So we went to the most touristy spot in Ocho Rios, and we went to Jones River Falls. But we actually booked a private driver, which was super convenient, super cheap, and really easy. And we were the first people there. So we actually got to see the falls before anybody was climbing on them. So that was really cool. Like, I enjoyed that experience, because once people got there... There are people everywhere, like everywhere. I like the people who climb these falls because the falls do not discriminate. There are people climbing the falls who haven't been off the couch in five years and are making their way up the the falls. It doesn't matter if they're eight or 80. People are climbing these falls because it's on their bucket list. And I think that's so cool. Yeah, there was. I saw people like all different kinds of people, like really young, like Mm -hmm. older people, people who are like, this was definitely the most athletic thing they've done in a good long time. Yeah, you can tell. Um, yeah, but it was cool. Like, and it just—it was a cool experience. That, yeah, like you said, it's it's checked off the bucket list. Like, I have done this really cool touristy thing, and then next time I'm going to do something that's a little more like local type thing to do. And you know what's also cool uh, about Dun River Falls is, and I'm just thinking about this is when you're like people are like, I don't want to do because I don't want to climb all the way up. But isn't there like five or six exits along the way right there on your left side? Yeah, you can definitely exit at any time. Mm-hmm. Like the guides are like, no, no, you got this, Mon. You got yeah. this. You can do it. But yeah, there are definitely exits along the way. Um, if you are like, I'm, you know, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, and it takes a while to climb it. It's like almost a thousand feet. Yeah. And they tell you that, and you're like, oh god, that's gonna take forever. And it kind of does. But it's fun. Like, and I did the water slide. When you did it, had, did you do, like, the rock water slide in the middle? I, I was too afraid, to be honest with you. I was, I was afraid <laughs> I was going to bust my head open. So I was just take, I was taking pictures the whole time. <laughs> it was kind of cool. It was, uh, it was definitely my adrenaline and heart rate were both up for most of it. But it was fun. Nice. Now, uh, let's move to Grand Cayman next. How was that? Grand Cayman was hot. 
It was so, so, so hot. <laughs> but I like Grand Cayman a lot. It's a really a really pretty place but we did something a little different we booked privately we did a bike tour Mm -hmm. so we went up to the west bay loop which is not touristy at all it's like the exact opposite of seven mile beach um it's where a lot of people live and we saw like their beach and like houses there and it just kind of gave you a different perspective of grand cayman um it wasn't like or anything like that. It was probably like, I guess what you would call like your middle to upper class of the island, but it was just kind of nice to see, to see something off the road. We had these beach cruisers and we did almost eight miles. So it was really, yeah, it was really nice. It was really hot though. So we had to keep stopping in the shade, but, (laughs) but it was cool. Like we actually, um, our guide took us by this house that he had fixed up Mm -hmm. and was like, you know, I just finished fixing this up. We're going to sell it. And he's like, it's about $300,000. And I'm like, that's not terrible. I could own a house in Grand Cayman. Like (laughs) that's not out of my, my price range. But it was just, it was nice to see that. And it was nice to do something active and then go back to the ship and eat all the food. Totally. And gain those calories right back that you lost. And gain those calories right back. Yeah, we got back on the ship and I was like, guys, burgers, it is. Yeah. Or no, actually, that might have been pasta day. That was pasta day. That was went to the Cucina del Capitano for the pasta bar. Yeah, well, you deserved it. Uh, Last but not least was Cozumel. How was that? Cozumel is one of the best ports in the Caribbean, like hands down. This was probably like my fifth or sixth trip to Cozumel and I love it. We actually, um, this time we booked Mr. Sancho, mm-hmm. which is um, like a private, all-inclusive beach resort. Uh, it's not really a resort because there's no hotel. But um, they have pools and bars and like cabanas and chairs. They even have Starbucks, <laughs> which okay. But it was really nice. It, um, it included your food, your alcohol. like, And then if you wanted to pay extra, they had horseback riding and parasailing and jet skiing and like a water park, like one of those giant inflatable water park things in the water. Last time we had gone to Nachi Kokum, which is kind of the same thing, but it's smaller. And Nachi Kokum is more peaceful. Mr. Sanders is like party, like yeah. super party, but, but it was fun. Like we had a really good time. The food was really good and it's all you can drink. So, you know, for I think $55, I'm going to eat and drink as much as I possibly can. So uh, you make your way back to Miami. How was that disembarkation process? Oh, Miami. Miami's uh. disembark. So the ship part was super smooth. The customs part, well, that was lacking to say the least. It's so it's so annoying because you're like, okay, Miami has all of these custom and border patrol agents, you know, Homeland Security. It's Miami. And yet they can't figure out how to run this disembark more smoothly. So They're government employees and they're paid hourly, so they don't care. No offense to government employees, but that's just the way customs seem. Like uh, they're going to take their 15-minute coffee break, hell or high water. But anyway, looking back over your cruise, you have any tips to share for Carnival Vista? I would say try new things. You know, come into it with an attitude of like, you know, I want to have fun and do things that I like to do. But try new things. Like try new foods at like Bonsai or at Gigi's. You know, or see-through shack. Like, just try something different. You know, they have, even have it in the dining room. You know, the, did you ever want to try this? Did you ever want to try frog legs or escargot? <laughs> you know, try something. You know, you can try something cool like the sky ride, which uh, is a little scary, but <laughs> it's so much fun. Do something that would take you out of your comfort zone that will make your vacation really memorable and create, like, really fun stories for you to tell. All right, Sarah, final thoughts. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, is travel is the only thing you can buy that makes you richer. And, you know, get out there and uh, and say hello to the Vista. 
There you go. Sarah, thanks for sharing your six-night Western Caribbean review. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.